Stampede. Garner is a number 78, recorded 12-27-2020. What's the life of a U.S. senator worth? Well, many are worth millions of dollars. I won't dispute the fact that everybody should become a millionaire. That's why there are state lotteries. And now that I think about it, I vaguely recall a TV show called The Millionaire, where a benefactor secretly gave someone a million dollars. Nowadays, a million dollars doesn't go very far anyway. That's why CEOs of big banks get what are called golden parachutes when the financial institutions they once ran are declared insolvent. Of course, every life is precious, and those who have been at the top of the food chain deserve to be treated handsomely. Now, If by chance you've been forced to close your business because of the COVID-19 pandemic, there may not be anyone around to issue a golden parachute for your having worked hard at your small business. No, the promise of America was that you were to have contentment, happy to work offering some small business to your community you were contributing toward your school system, supporting a small police department, the building of a medical clinic. You, in some small measure, were offering a well-being to America. But when COVID-19 came to town, things stopped, and you had to close your doors. And the small amount of money your business made 
didn't add up to much. Well, you didn't have to worry because you were living in the wealthiest country in the world, and your government was there to protect you from being foreclosed on, that you could pay for groceries, that the car payments weren't overdue, that the people at the top understood the pain of your suffering, and they would help. Homelessness wasn't going to be your future. No, the government, our rich and prosperous government, filled with senators and congressmen and women who are millionaires, would be sympathetic and help. Yes, just wait eight months and they'll send you a check to help. And they'll slap each other on their backs saying, they did a good job. But I've tried everything to get along with you. Now I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna quit my crime. I'm gonna leave you alone. If you don't believe I'm leaving, you can count the damn long. I'm gonna leave. You're gonna need your loving daddy at some day. they say down south, you all ought to get a grip on reality. Since our culture has become increasingly violent by resolving disputes with force, it could signal a new breed of young and ambitious activists. They're on the horizon, and they're resolved to correct what's happened. And they might be willing to do that by bringing down the people that are in power. Some would say, since we have a democracy, it should be done with a ballot box. But people might say, neither Democrats nor Republicans are what they want. 
you know, it's like those eager, healthy youngsters saying, we want it now. And to prove their point, they might go about derailing a freight train or park a car bomb next to a government building. Yeah, the saboteurs have arrived, and the rest of America ought to figure that's our future. In some way, it's inevitable. When they figure out the system was nothing more than a mirage, that the country was bankrupt, and corruption was running wild, drastic and dramatic action was called for. And who better than the youth of America could put an end to the fake party that was lasting for decades? It won't be adults in the room that stop festivities, because they've had it good. No, when the collapse of the American dollar comes, it'll be all those nice youngsters ready to put a shoulder to the plow and blow up an electrical power station. And why not? It'll be just like living out one of their video games they've played. Yeah, the new Americans have just come to let everyone know how they feel. Just pull in a few well-trained ex-military with explosives, a few snipers, some computer operators, and you've got the making of some personnel who can start changing things. Of course, to really send a message, you need some rocket launchers or just a mortar set on a rooftop aimed at some municipal building. The targeting of the electrical grid will be a high priority, especially the knocking down of all those tall structures that go for hundreds of miles, stringing power lines. Yeah, true. Honest to goodness, everyday working saboteurs are coming if they aren't already here. And something like the collapse of the economy is just the thing that'll put an extra step in their accomplishing their missions. That's what's coming. Contentment and peace may not exist for a long time.
Don't expect a leisurely morning reading a Sunday newspaper in a comfortable chair. No, that's long gone. You'll be lucky to get water to make a cup of coffee. But then again, if it's electricity you're looking for, that might be a problem as well. You know, like turning on the lights. Oh, let's not forget about those dollars you've got in your pocket. They may not be worth nothing, which brings me back to the new saboteurs. As of this Christmas Day 2020, there was a car bomb that exploded in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. And I don't think it was because someone was singing some bad country music. No, usually detonating a car bomb has little to do with disgruntled music appreciation. And just a few days before Christmas, a train carrying crude oil was derailed in Washington state with the fire that ensued, causing residents in a nearby town to be evacuated. I've been telling you for some time now, this country has a lot of angry people And although we have government agencies devoted to crushing the saboteurs who have appeared on the American landscape, the people that commit this violence aren't like the Irish Republic Army, nor the terrorists of Lebanon's Beirut. What you've got is a little bit of insanity that'll trigger assassinations and wholesale killings. First, social discord will be the order of the day. A few riots scattered around the country, then it will evolve into destroying key parts of the infrastructure. Bridges, electrical stations, transportation centers, distribution of water, oil refineries. But the truly disheartened saboteurs will turn toward killing, like placing explosives on planes, targeting police stations, shooting politicians. And these things will be accomplished because an increasing number of people have been trained to resolve their dissatisfaction with the way things are, believing violence is the only course of action. And it's not going to go away because the people committing these acts will be a significant part of the population.
you see, like any society worth its salt, you need cohesion. And what you've got here are the three Ds, dissatisfaction, disillusionment, and distrust. And to be truthful, a fourth D, depression. This is no recession that so many propagandists and politicians like describing. I'm going to make this as clear as possible to you. So listen closely. This country's government is bankrupt. It owes $27 trillion, and it's never going to pay that debt off. Every tax-paying person in this country owes approximately $136,000. Our total debt is 128% of our gross domestic production. To make this easy for you to understand, the interest on what the government owes is greater than all the economic production and wealth this economy produces. The debt is greater than 128% of our wealth, and every 1% increase of debt reduces the growth of our economy. Now, most propagandists or politicians don't like telling you that. They have to tell you everything is going to be all right. You see, their livelihoods are on the line. The federal government employs 9.1 million people, about 6% of the total employment in the United States. This country is being thrown into a depression by COVID-19, and its future is going to be consumed metaphorically like a flesh-eating bacterium that'll make us wish we weren't human. I'm reminded of the woolly bear caterpillar that lives on South George Island near Antarctica. It hibernates in the ground during the dark, long winter to emerge when the sun arrives, shining endlessly during the summer. On this windswept island without trees or bushes, the woolly bear caterpillar feeds nonstop on low-growing vegetation. It does so all summer long, and when the sun begins disappearing and the light fades, it retreats to its nest in the ground and hibernates. It lives this way for nearly 13 years, sleeping and eating its entire life, till one summer it builds its own final resting place and spins its own cocoon out of silk and dies, but not forever. It emerges alive, a metamorphosis as a moth. It dies, but is born again, and so it may be for us. We may stop only to reappear again. It's difficult getting a grasp of what's happening. Millions have been thrown out of work. People dying at an alarming rate as of Christmas 
over 330,000 dead in a little over 10 months. Lockdowns, school closings, international air travel restricted, and a host of tragedies like suicide rates rising and riots in the streets says something is seriously wrong. Attempts by our leaders to come to an agreement for a second stimulus package to help the people who are suffering has for nearly eight months stalled. Leaders in both parties, Democrats and Republicans, have been laying blame on each other for not coming to terms with what is a historic crisis. They have been playing a game of musical chairs, a charade, a bold-faced lie to the American people. They've delayed avoiding responsibility for helping the people, and there's a reason for that. The system is collapsing, and they can't let the people see what's happening simply because they've borrowed money that doesn't exist. They can't even arrive at funding the government, let alone an unparalleled crisis that could destroy this government. The propagandists and the politicians are attempting to manipulate the public, and it isn't going to keep things from breaking apart. The government isn't going to pay back the money it's borrowed. It's going to erase its debt by simply issuing a new currency. So, in the short run, it doesn't matter whether it borrows two, four, or six trillion more dollars, because it won't matter in the long run. But it'll be beneficial in helping people that are already in critical need, even if the remedy is to send valueless fiat money. They simply have to keep the lies, the deceit alive, long enough to convince the people everything will be all right. But it's not all right. And a restructuring is coming, and it won't be pretty. And it won't matter if it's a Democrat or Republican leading this country. Went on. I did well until the other day. Said I took in sick last winter, mom. Didn't get well until the other day. Soon as I got well in Harding, I didn't have no good place to stay. It's too cold to travel And it's too cold to sleep outdoors Now it's too cold to travel, mama And it's too cold to sleep outdoors When I was throwing with my summer money 
I should have been buying my winter clothes. Now the snow is falling, moan. Lord, and it's falling fast. Now the snow is falling, moan. Lord, and it's falling fast. I got icicles hanging down from my yes, yes, yes. Now I just can't see how go through this big world by myself. Now I just can't see how go through this big world by myself. Well, I gotta keep on traveling till I find somebody else. Now the freight trains done quit running and the porter won't let me ride the blind. Now the freight trains done quit running and the porter won't let me ride the blind. Well, I gotta keep on traveling till I find a little gal of mine. This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Public Enemy, show them what you got, then with Ricky Nelson's rendition of Milk Cow Blues. Nelson died tragically at the early age of 45 when his Douglas DC-3 crashed in 1985 on the way to a concert in Dallas, Texas. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987. Sigan Akinola followed with two cuts from his composition, Spy Master, for the TV series 12 of Doctor Who. Then to finish, Kokomo Arnold's Cold Winter Blues, a 1937 recording. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.